time. Merry Christmas, everyone, and welcome to Chef AJ Live. I'm your host, Chef AJ, and this is where I introduce you to amazing people like you who are doing great things in the world that I think you should know about. Well, it's Christmas, and I know many of you are probably busy with friends and family, but there's probably a few people that maybe don't have too much to do and want to hang out with me for a little bit, but it's kind of boring when you just talk to me. So I have invited a few friends that I'd like you to meet. And they are Zena, Jesse, and Susanna. Please welcome them to the show. Hello, ladies. How are you? Hi, good. Hey, great. <laughs> so great to see you. Great. I just want to make sure we're actually live. And you know what? Charles is always the one that tells me and he's taking a nap. Wouldn't it be funny if we're actually not? So, <laughs> Well, uh, I, I saw something flash up on the screen. It said Chef AJ and rice pudding, didn't it? Oh, Oh my gosh. So I have tomorrow's already on. Well, hello. That means I didn't change restream. This is okay. We don't want to, we don't want to disappoint the people, but there is no rice pudding happening today. The rice pudding is happening tomorrow. So let me just change this title real quick. And people are like, where's the rice pudding? So guys, I'm here and you can ask me anything. You can ask my friends anything, but I want to tell you who these guys are. And they're very important to me. And they're really about half the team. I do a daily live YouTube show, 1800 episodes and counting, and I can't do it by myself. So all three of these ladies are moderators. Jesse and Susanna moderate the YouTube channel. Zena moderates all the classes that I teach, like Reboot and the 21-day program and all the master classes, and she'll tell you about those as well. And we're going to hear from them because they all are actually success stories in their own right. Maybe they've lost weight, reverse disease, just by kind of following the stuff that I promote every day on my channel. So uh, anybody else? Well, I'm... No particular, just do it in order if I've known you. How's that? Now, Zena, I have known you for a very, very long time. And mm -hmm. so you are, uh, we call you Xenopedia because you're like an encyclopedia of plant-based knowledge and your name is Zena. And you've had tremendous success even before I knew you just losing a hundred pounds on McDougal, but you continue to learn and refine. And now you're really helping other people as really the chief coach at, of FFOF, Feel Fabulous Over 40. And uh, so- just, you know, you can give the Reader's Digest version of the success you've had just basically being vegan and then being, you know, whole food plant-based. Yeah, thank you. Um, yes, uh, I have been vegan now for 20 and a half years. Um, I started uh, Dr. McDougall's program back in 2003. And, you know, I reversed um, a bunch of diseases. I had um, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, type two diabetes. I had heart issues. I was on um, seven different prescription meds. And this was by the time I, before I actually hit 40 and I was able to get off of those meds with um, Dr. McDougall's help very quickly within about a week of doing his program. And um, then I continued on, I did his um, maximum weight loss program, which is very similar to what you teach AJ, the UWL, uh, program. So I met you back in, um, it'll, it'll be, let's see, 12 years this January, because I met you in January of 2012. That and... was a key year for me and for Shada yeah. and for a lot of people. I remember. Yeah. And, you know, and I met Shada too. <laughs> ultimate weight loss really is McDougal maximum weight loss, right? Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. you know, I think, you know, I had, I had learned a lot of, I had learned a lot of the stuff, but like, Repetition is really, you always say repetition is how we learn. And that's very true for me. And I also, um, you know, one of the things that you taught me that you, I don't think 
I heard anybody else other than you really talk about this was ab the idea of abstinence, you know, because up until that point, I always thought like, oh, I could probably add certain things back in. Um, and I would try from time to time. And I would, that's when I would falter um, going to, you know, more rich items, nuts and seeds and, you know, avocados and you know, yummy stuff like that. And that would always kind of trip me up. And I never really knew why until I met you. And you really kind of talked about this idea of abstinence. And I, you know, I'll admit, I kind of resisted it for a while because I, you know, I didn't want to kind of box myself in, but I came to realize, and I really credit you a hundred percent for this. I really came to realize that abstinence is bliss. When I can, when I can be abstinent, it really is bliss. Um, I do have problems with that at times because I don't live in a clean environment, but the times that I have managed to be abstinent for long periods of time have been the happiest, <laughs> have been the, you know, when I have the calm, stable brain and um, that really has taught me that that's where my happy place is. And I learned that from you and I always thank you for that. So yeah, that's kind of my abridged version. Yeah, I, I lost about a hundred uh, about hundred pounds and um, you know, through the years, it didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen um, in one program. I, like I would lose a good chunk of weight. I gained some of it back. I lose some more weight, gain some of it back. So it was, you know, one of these like little things that kind of going down, but up and down um, a little bit with a little blips. And um, just like you said, keep, I kept refining and tweaking and I continue to do that to this day. So, um, and I probably will continue forever, but yeah, I, I really learned so much from you that I'm so grateful for. Cause you, you took, I knew calorie density but you drummed it into my head even more. And then you also drummed in that idea of um, abstinence for me which I really appreciate. Which, which a lot of people don't agree with, you know? And, and again, if you, can't, if you can't do it, don't do it. But I find that depending on how, vulnerable are, people are to certain things like processed food, animal products that for some people, it's not just the best way, but it's the only way because you all see people in the groups that we run and in the programs, they just up and down, up and down, up and down. It, it, you know, so it's hard because of that. You guys know about the ego trap, right? So you want this and, you know, Dr. Lyle's going to be on the show Tuesday and we actually have a question about this because he's compared the pleasure trap and the ego trap to the Chinese finger trap that little kids used to get at birthday parties. And he's always said that that the diet that will take a person out of the pleasure trap can often put them in the ego trap. So it's hard. I mean, you know, so, and it's hard to live in the world we live in and be a hundred percent abstinence. We just had a meetup today. And while there's certain things I draw the line on, like, of course, animal products, cause I'm vegan and, and I think oil too, and really sugar too. I mean, if I was like, if I was going to be draw that hard line with salt, I'd never get to go anywhere or eat anything. I mean, cause that's just almost impossible for restaurants and other people's houses. So, uh, but for me, it's luckily, it's not a huge sugar. I don't love it, but Actually, I like it now because I'm eating some condiments with them. I'm like, you know what? Things actually do taste better with salt, <laughs> but I appreciate you saying that, but it is, it is a hard concept for people, but I think people that are true addicts, whether they can do it or not, they at least understand the concept. Yes. And that's, that's really, you know, no understanding it is 
50% of the battle. I always say it's the easy 50%, the other, <laughs> the doing it part is the hard 50%, but it's at least 50% of the battle. Because we live in a world that doesn't support it. And, you know, even people that have to be abstinent for like, like we've met Eugenia, you've been in true North with me. And I, you know, I remember meeting people that gave up alcohol not because of any health reason. I remember there was a situation, there was this couple and the husband had some kind of a medical condition. So he had to stop drinking and they were social drinkers and the wife joined him in doing that just to support him as a good spouse uh, will often do. And they lost all their friends because it's like, well, they were no fun anymore, you know? And so the thing is, is I think, you know, that saying misery loves company. I think addiction really loves company, you know? <laughs> Cause I don't have to feel so bad about me if I'm engaging in bad habits because everybody else is doing it. Yeah. True. Yeah. Oh, Merry Christmas, by the way, everyone. So, <laughs> all right. I think Susanna, I think I met you before Jesse, if I'm not mistaken, but I could be wrong. But anyway, no, I, I think you did. Okay. So Susanna, you're, you're, you're another success story. Everybody's a success story here and, and also a work in progress because there's always things we, we want to improve. That's yeah. How I kind of feel like the new kid on the block with these two, because <laughs> they've, they've just got such a wealth of knowledge and, and I'm very new to this, this way of eating. Um, I, we kind of, my husband had a health crisis in, um, March, 2020, right. As the pandemic was beginning, uh, our doctor wanted to put him on statins, his, and his blood pressure was high and we kind of knew there had to be another way. So we kind of fiddled around with, a few different programs over that first year. I lost 15 pounds, but I found you, AJ, uh, in your summit, your Truth About Weight Loss Summit in um, February 2021. And then I was off to the races and I've lost almost 75 pounds. It just hovers around there. I'm kind of at the point that I'm not really weighing much anymore because it's it just bounces around the same three, four pounds and, and it's not getting me anything. And if it's up, I feel sad. And I don't, I, you know, my clothes all fit great. In fact, I get to go buy new clothes now, which is really fun. Um, but yeah, like Zena, actually, I would say one of the significant things for me was, is the calm, stable brain. And, and I really desired that. I know when I started like right after I did that truth about weight loss summit, then I did a reboot with you. That was my first one. I've done four now. And, um, it's funny because it, at the time I thought, oh my gosh, why am I doing this? I, I'm, I don't really need a reboot. I need to start, but actually it was a great place to start because it just built so much knowledge for me. And, you know, there's a lot to learn when you've been eating this way. I'm almost 57. And so I've been eating this way my whole life. And so this provided me like a new structure and a new way of eating. And so, yeah, it's tough because it took me a lot of time to learn. And I've got a big family. I've got eight kids. Now, most of them are grown. And even in the three years that I've known you, AJ, they're starting to leave the nest. And I'm actually going to be a grandma next year. And I got another son getting married next year. So yeah, lots of exciting things happening. And I tell you, even this morning, sitting on the couches this morning with the kids opening Christmas presents and there were three of us squished on a love seat and I said to my 28 year old son I said boy I couldn't have done this a few years ago and there I was like feeling little and sitting beside my son opening presents so it was really really exciting you're like a whole different person I know completely different yeah it's great cool. oh congratulations I can be a grandma 
Well, see, now you got a, a real um, incentive, not that you were ever going to go back to the way you were eating, but now you got an even bigger incentive to be healthy and sure do. <laughs> yeah. And Jesse, and, oh, you know what? Uh, you, you, we'll, we'll come back to later what you guys do on your on the boards for me. But Jesse, I'm not even sure when I met you now that I think about it. Well, I think you just, you saw me in the chat. And I think you, I was already moderating for Tammy and Tom, and you were looking for someone um, to cover for times occasionally when you were gone. And I think you checked with Tammy to see if I was a responsible person or a sane <laughs> person. I'm not sure. <laughs> and Tammy gave me the, you know, gave you the, the Tammy seal of approval for me. And you asked me if I would um, moderate. And I said, yes, because I had been with you for, at that point, I'd been watching Weight Loss Wednesdays for years. And I was, my husband and I were both watching when you did the first of the pandemic live streams. So I think you just saw me in the chat and I have a long name that probably sticks out to people. <laughs> I think it was, you know, mostly serendipity. But um, um, so let, let, <laughs> tell people what you mean by moderate, because because uh, you and Susanna moderate the YouTube channel when it's live uh, and Zena moderates the comments in the forum when we do the classes. So what, what does a moderator do? Well, on Chef AJ's live stream, for the most part, a moderator just has a lot of fun because you, the Zimmunity is a really great group of people. Um, occasionally we have somebody crash the chat who's there to be disruptive. And that's pretty much what Susanna and I are there to do is just kind of make it a, a, a much more smooth and pleasurable experience. Um, and other than that, I, I mean, we're just, we're just enjoying ourselves. So I would say moderating duties are very light. Um, I want you to do it if it's fun. Yeah, I mean, I think we try to keep it. A lot of times people have questions that have been answered by videos that you've done. And so if we can pull up links to those videos, um, if we can refer people to some of the regular guests, if we can get people to subscribe so that they can get their questions in for the doctors ahead of time, you know, that's what we're trying to do. And just, you know, enjoying your guests and enjoying the group of people that we've come to call our friends. Right. And a lot so of that's people have it. met each other, you know, a lot of the people. Yeah. Who, and by the way, for the people that are watching on Facebook or Twitter, I really wish you guys would watch on YouTube. So you knew what we were talking about with the Zoomunity, because we really can't see your comments there for Facebook. I can jump out of this screen and look because I do see that there is a comment on Facebook, but it's really hard because when I do that, I can lose my whole chat, which is like not fun. Uh, because this really is a YouTube show, but we do stream it there. So I don't know why the people, because there's very few people that actually watch on Facebook and Twitter compared to YouTube. I don't know why they can't hop over. But um, one of them is asking, what is your success story, Jesse? So my success story um, in connection with Chef AJ has to do more with health and weight, although I'm still a work in progress as far as weight goes. Um, my husband and I stumbled onto um, High Carb Hannah because of our interest in tiny homes. And High Carb Hannah got us doing our own research and we found Chef AJ in that process. I mean, I didn't, I didn't know about 
T. Colin Campbell, Dr. McDougall, Chef AJ, um, you know, all of the people that we've come to know so well, Dr. Esselstyn, and of course, Dr. Goldhammer and Dr. Lyle. Um, so we found our way to Chef AJ. We were watching the Weight Loss Wednesdays at that point. You were in the process of putting out the Ultimate Weight Loss book, The Secrets of Ultimate Weight Loss at that point. I mean, we were watching when you were back in Sherman Oaks. Um, so that's, uh, that's how I found Chef AJ and our success story, <laughs> my husband's and mine, yep, <laughs> has to do with our health. And because of the fact that we were both longtime vegans, um, I stopped eating animals in 1973. My husband stopped eating animals when he and I got together in 1991. So this wasn't a journey to get rid of meat, et cetera. It did take us both longer to give up dairy entirely, but we were in it for the animals, not for our health. It really, along the way, I had discovered that there were health benefits, but the whole salt, salt oil, sugar, flour and alcohol were not really issues, but the salt oil, sugar um, issue as a health factor was a real eye opener to us. We had, I'm, I'm, I don't even know how this happened, but we had fallen hook, line and sinker for the Mediterranean diet, oil is healthy BS, <laughs> to put it kindly. And um, so that really was an eye opener. So our success story was that both of us reduced our cholesterol by 40 points within a very short period of time. And at that point, my husband's cholesterol was all of 119. He dropped down to 79 total cholesterol. Um, my cholesterol was higher and truthfully, I don't remember what it was, but we both dropped 40 points. Um, the salt made another big difference for me. And I would say that that was because I haven't been eating meat for almost my whole life. I really have avoided most of the health issues that people have as they get older. So I don't have arthritis or anything, but I did notice that when we dropped the salt, my, my joints felt better. It didn't, it wasn't an arthritis situation. I think it was much more the pressure that salt in your body can create in different places. Um, so that was a big difference. And of course my blood pressure dropped. Again, I wasn't on medication. I didn't have seriously high blood pressure, but it dropped from about 135 down to about 105 to 110 over. And again, the low end was always low over about 70, 75. Mm -hmm. So um, the, the success for us was much more related to health. Um, and really pulling together the last bits of the things that we had learned over time about food as medicine. Um, and because we started watching Chef AJ, all of the additional information that we learned that I wouldn't have run into any other way. Um, I mean, it's easier to find things if you know what you're looking for now that we have the internet. I mean, it's not the way it was in 1973 in Colorado when I stopped eating meat or, you know, 1991, <laughs> uh, anywhere. But, um, but still, the way that Chef AJ has pulled everything together in terms of guests and presentation and focus and 
consistency and programs that people can get involved with for support and community is just amazing. Well, so because there's actually a question about that and we're going to get to it. So you're a 50 year vegan then you're longer than me. Yeah. And I'm, I'm 40. Oh, no, wait, I nope. I, the truth is I am not a 50 year vegan in terms of dairy. Okay. Because of the fact that I went into this for, for the animals, I did not realize in 1973, what a horrible industry, the dairy industry was. And so dairy was still in my diet. I think I probably realized that it was a health issue in the 90s, but it was still in my diet into the two, two, 2000s. Well, that's um, pretty darn good, though. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, from a health perspective, it was great because I have been fat, as fat as 225 pounds, and yet I have not had any of the diseases that so many people who are dealing with weight end yeah. up dealing with as a, you know, a comorbidity, right? Nice. I mean, when, when they started talking, I have a feeling that fat alone, even though I have heard that fat alone is an issue as a comorbidity for COVID, I, I have a feeling that is not what that true. fat is made out of. Yes. I, I yeah. think that makes a difference. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, I, you know, there have just been, there's so much more that I've learned because of your program, Chef AJ. So, you. I, you know, I consider myself to be a success story, both in that, you know, the knowledge I've acquired through you and from you and the increase in our health situation. And my husband and I are both Zena and, and Susanna and you are all kids. I'm 71, my husband's 67. So um, I'm not that far behind you, but he says, I always wonder what Jesse looked like. She does an amazing job <laughs> moderating. And uh, my question is who's moderating? You guys are here. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, what's interesting. You know, we talked, uh, Rich made a, Hey Rich, I had lunch with Rich. We had a wonderful meetup at Himalaya, they, a vegan SOS free restaurant open just for us. And Rich says they're superheroes, they're troll hunters. I don't think <laughs> trolls realize that they're not even affecting the person they're attacking. So in other words, when I have a guest on and they say something derogatory about the guest, they don't understand that the guest can't see it. The guest just, right. none of, I mean, I can see it because of what I have open, but you three right now, you are on Zoom. Right. You cannot see the chat. So if you say something about them, I mean, not that you would, but I wouldn't read it. I would basically, what we do is we, we block you and then we boot you off. But unfortunately, they like, like, a, like a true troll, they can come back. They can always create a different identity. But luckily, it doesn't happen too much, you know, yeah. but it, it's, it's just, it, they are just so annoying, aren't they? We had that annoying problem with bots for a while, and that wasn't real people. That was all automated. And YouTube actually basically took care of that eventually. So yeah. things have really quieted down and um, it's just a great group of people that have, yep. that, that, that have come together around you. Yep. So. Some, some of them really can't watch much anymore because they're back to work, you know, from the early days yeah. of the Zoomunity, but hopefully they'll watch the replays. And uh, Debbie says, the moderators make everything you present to us seamless. You know, I don't think people realize like uh, that when I'm doing the show, and this is pretty relaxed because you guys aren't your friends, you're not doctors doing a presentation. I have like, I'm juggling so many balls because I'm also looking for trolls too, because also not Jesse and Susanna, they're, they're not paid and they don't have to be there and they can't always be on every show. But there's, there's just so many technology things I have to do. Like, for example, there's not really show notes for this one because I mean, 
I just said you guys are your names and your in my moderators, but I've got to put the recipe in and the links in. And the thing is, is it doesn't allow, it's not that it doesn't allow me to do an advance, but it's harder to do an advance because um you, you only you only have a certain amount of characters for the title and the thing. And when I put it in Restream, Restream doesn't care, but then I'll put it in YouTube and it's like, ooh. So there's just things I'm doing. And a lot of times he's probably not watching. Dr. Dool gets mad at me because I'm not looking at him, but I don't think he understands. <laughs> like I'm I'm doing something. I'm I'm checking my my phone because that's where the questions are. So I do my best to be present with every guest. It's so funny because when the guest does PowerPoint, I take myself off camera. And I do that because I just think it looks better than a person sitting here for a half hour. And then just the other day, they're, where are you? Are you there? So now every guest, I, I try to explain that to them. But it's it's interesting because um, I wonder how people are finding us, you know, other than the Zoomunity. You know, I don't know, you know, because we usually have, I would say, you know, average is about 200 for show, some less, some more. But obviously more people watch the replays. And I'd love to know who these people are and what they like and what you guys like. For example, you know, you guys have seen a lot of shows. And one of the questions I get asked a lot is an interviewer, who's your favorite guest? And I, on one hand, I, I understand the question. I don't always like answering it because then it makes it seem like the other 1799. But, but there are a few shows that were really memorable and we can talk about them. And I'd love to get your take because I think you all saw this show and this is not my favorite guest, <laughs> but it's a show that sticks out was the lady that lost, the weight on the rice diet, a hundred pounds on the rice diet. She wrote a book and then she came on the show and I asked her how she did it. And she said, she did it eating meat. And I said, I said, cause you know, she basically kind of like lied if you will. And, and she said, well, if I told you the truth, you wouldn't let me on the show. And it was like, she's 80 years old. She's got some memory problems. What do I do? And I'm like texting Dr. McDougall, help, help. Like, and I didn't know what to do in that moment because I don't want to ever be mean to somebody, especially if they're not really being mean to me. But it was one of those things that I just, I didn't know what to do, but I turned, I turned it into something good because then Dr. McDougall ended up coming up and basically refuting everything she said, but that, that was hard, you know, on a live show, because I think most people, and I, again, I don't know most people because I don't have time to really follow anyone, but I think many people, the majority of people that do YouTube aren't doing live shows and they're certainly not doing them every day. And we don't edit the show. So if you say something naughty, it's, it's going to stay in, but that, that was pretty, pretty memorable. And I don't know if you guys remember, because you guys are always in the reboot programs. And we're going to tell you about that program and we're not here to, to sell it, but because you're mentioning what, what can I do for support? And we're going to tell you, were you guys in the program? And, and by the way, with reboot, we're on zoom so we can see each other like, like we can now, of course, people can always turn their camera off when the lady used the restroom right on the program. And uh, I, I was like, I could not talk because I, I, my brain, I was like, I'm texting Dr. Lyle. What do I do? Because I was afraid if I said the name of the individual, it would it embarrass her more and call attention. But at the same time, like, because there's no handbook for these things, you know, right? Because we're making it up as we go along. So now what we try to do in classes is we, we, we remind people like, hey, if you're going to do something private, you know, but like uh, turn your camera off. But but that was like and that was just those are the two things that are probably the most memorable. But, you know, um, I remember just, that one, too, because she had her camera off for like the whole program and then went to use the washroom and turned it on. And I think she thought it was the other way. 
I yeah. felt, so I felt no and then I, and then I asked Dr. Lyle, well, well, should I tell her now what happened? He said, no, you would just embarrass her. So, and, and she probably doesn't know. So it, even if she's watching this now, cause a lot of people go to the bathroom and, uh, but, but yeah, yeah, we're, we're learning on zoom, aren't we? And I bring that up the program because Stella said, if someone needs social support, what's the best group for that one for accountability. And one of the things I said is sometimes and I'm going to answer that because I'm going to answer that with my program reboot that all four of us are involved in that starts Saturday, January 20th, uh, because that is a great intensive program because you'll get not just me, but you'll glean the expertise of John Pierre, Dr. Doug Lyle, Dr. Ellen Goldhammer, all who do three hour presentations and answer your questions. But sometimes having a coach is one of the best things you can do. And it doesn't mean you have to have them forever. But I was just thinking about this yesterday, a relative of mine who's very, very successful, both in business and in wealth. And, and he's always had coaches, you know, he's had coaches, not just business coaches, but time management coaches and athletic coaches. And, you know, even the best coaches have coaches. And so, you know, Susanna coaches people now, she only takes a few people on and only if they're really serious about making changes. I mean, I wouldn't really call Dr. Doug Lyle a coach, but I think he can be very helpful for people if the, you know, because he's, he's really under for, for a skinny guy who's never, uh, had food problems. I think he understands this probably better than anyone. And I'm certain he talks to thousands of people a year on that. And of course, Dr. Goldhammer, he doesn't take on patients, but if you ever can get to true North, it's, um, I, I'm somehow on a group now that I didn't expect to be on for people that have been there. So, you you know, people create the, these little WhatsApp groups after after they leave. So all those things are very, very helpful. Um, uh, Zena, there's a question for you. Do the others in Zena's house tempt her with junk food? Okay, so the other person in my home is my mother, who's nine, who just turned 94. She is completely bedridden. So I am responsible for the shopping and preparing of her food. Um, she does not like, she's, she is now vegan because I refuse to have any animal products in my home anymore. Um, that it took me a while to get to that point because I was still allowing it, but I got to the point where I just, like, like Jesse, I went, I wanted to go vegan because of ethical and moral concerns and for the animals. Um, and, but very like at the same time, I was learning about the health aspect. So my, my journey was kind of both at the same time, um, the health. And I, I started looking it up for animal um, issues and immediately found Dr. John McDougall the same day. So it was like literally side by side for me. So, but, um, but it was always really about the animals for me to begin with and um so i just eventually for several years now i don't allow animal products but i do get her processed foods and you know vegan alternatives and things of that nature um so yeah they are tempting me and i'm the one who's bringing them into my house shame on me but she's 94 years old she's stuck in bed um and she's you know i don't know how much longer i will have her with me um and I, you know, want her to have whatever little pleasure she can get out of, you know, a treat or, or whatever. So I do have issues with that. What I try to do is um, I use like food safes that I lock things up um, little, I have um, two in my freezer. I have one big one for things like pantry type items. And I have a small one in my fridge for like the vegan cheeses and things of that nature. Um, and then I also, the other thing I do is I put um, face masks around my um, fridge door handle. Um, and then when I'm prepping food for her, because it's very easy for me to like lick the spoon or something. And then that kind of gets my brain, you know, going down the wrong path. So I 
before I opened the fridge, I put on a face mask and that has really helped me a lot because it stops me from either, you know, doing this or, you know, taking a bite or, or whatever. So those are some of the things that I do, but she doesn't, she's not tempting me with stuff like that she's bringing in, but her stuff that I bring in for her does tempt me. I hope that answers. Well, like, is is there a way to bring the least tempting of whatever category she wants? So like, for example, if your mother, I'm tempted by everything, AJ, but seriously, even circus peanuts. Oh yeah. Oh gosh. Everything. She, she doesn't eat stuff like that, but, um, but yeah, I I mean, and uh, the things that tempt me, I think people would be like kind of, blown away by it. I mean just but ever yeah just about what everything. did you guys think about what Dr. McDougal said because I'm sure he doesn't watch my show and I love you Dr. McDougal if I you love watch. Dr. McDougal still my doctor 20 years gone yeah because yeah, one of the things I want to ask you guys is like who are some of your favorite regulars or even shows that are maybe been a one-off show um about you know he doesn't believe that food addiction is an addiction because the detox doesn't kill you um for me, it feels like it's a real addiction. However, I will say I have never battled alcohol addiction or I never smoked cigarettes. I never did drugs or anything like that. But I'll tell you, when I got off um, all the, you know, all the sofas and off of the meat and dairy and eventually off of all the sofas, the sugar oil, um, flour, alcohol and um, salt, all that's Sugar, yeah. Did I say yeah. oil? Oil, especially too. But um, once I, after I was, after I did the max, Dr. McDougall's maximum weight loss program, four months down the line, almost to the day, four months down the line, I just like woke up and I was no longer thinking about food or what I was going to eat. And it was kind of, it was like a miracle for me because my whole entire life, for the first 42 years of my life, every day when I woke up, food was always on my mind. And it was on my mind from my waking moment till the time I went to sleep constantly, even while I was eating, I kept thinking, what would I eat after I finished this? And uh, so when I got off all that stuff, four months down the line that left me and it was kind of like, wow. And I, I remember thinking this is probably how like a drug addict or alcoholic feels once they get clean. That was my thought. And that was before I even, I think, heard the term food addiction. I, you know, this was back in, two, this would have been back in 2005. So a long time ago. And um, so I, you know, yeah, maybe I, I understand that some people like, there, I understand that there is like medical terminology for addiction and maybe food addiction does not fit neatly into that box. But for those of us who suffer from it, I'm telling you, it's, it's there and it's strong and it is, it can ruin lives and it can like really, um, yeah, it's. You want to hear something interesting and God, please hope he's not watching. Um, So Dr. McDougall wrote the forward to the pleasure trap in on the second to last paragraph. He writes, the authors of this book have a similar oasis for food addicts. One of the first places in the world where people can completely free themselves from their dependency on food through fasting. He uses the actual word food addicts in the book yeah I, and I remember when I was going through either because I did the McDougal program many times where like the 10-day program where I actually went to hit the center that they used to have and I remember either it was either in the first 10-day program that I did or it was at the maximum weight loss program that came, I did two years later where I remember him saying, some of you will even find that you will lose your addictions to certain foods. And he mentioned chocolate. And I remember saying, going up to him after that lecture, and it was like, you know, Dr. McDougall, I 
hear what you're saying and I believe everything you're saying, but I don't think I will ever lose my addiction, my craving for chocolate because it is so powerful. I mean, I used to have to like eat chocolate multiple times a day and four months down the line, like I said, I just, I like didn't need it anymore. It's like, it just stopped calling to me. So um, I've heard him use the word, <laughs> not, not trying to call him out on it, but I have heard him use the word, but yeah, I understand maybe, maybe it doesn't fit into the medical, you know, dictionary of what addiction is, but um, it's, you know, for those of us who go through it, I think we would probably argue that it does exist. So, yeah. What do you other ladies feel about that? Well, for me, I, that's been the key to unlocking all of this is, is actually food addiction, which I didn't realize I was a food addict until I heard Dr. Tarman and Dr. Iflin on your summit, AJ, that was a, like, I was like, what is, what are they even talking about? And then as they went into this description, so basically for the last three years, that's what I've been a student of is understanding food addiction. Like I just pulled these off my bedside. Like right now I'm reading um, this old, but oldie, but goodie by Joan Ifland that I just picked up on thrift books. And I just got this out of the library, which is called ultra processed people. You know, Why we can't stop eating food. I tried that to isn't food. I'm trying to get him on the show and, you know, people with big followings, they never respond to me. And that's why when people said they asked somebody to be on the show, I, I don't do that because they never respond. Right. But that's, you asked about which have been our favorite shows. For me, it's hands down Dr. Lyle. Like when he comes on, I just, and I just can't believe the access we've been given to be able to ask questions of this giant in the field and to understand and, and to take it all the way down that what he talks about actually worked for me. Nothing has worked all these years. Nothing has worked. I just got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. I was huge by the time I needed to do something. And so I'm just so thankful for, for you, AJ, and for, for Dr. Lyle and, and everything you've done for me, you've changed my life. Isn't it fun when you get it? I mean, that's <laughs> can be frustrating and sad watching people flounder but when you see somebody like Susanna and then she comes to the conference I wish you guys could come Jesse and Zena you little introverts you they uh, she actually introduced I've Dr. been to the conferences before AJ just didn't doesn't work didn't work out this time around but one of these days I'll I'll make it again that would be so so cool well uh, Jesse and Zena who are your who are some of your favorite guests and I'd, I'd love to hear from the people in the chat who their favorite guests are and who um, you want more of I'm, you know, I, I hate to copy Susanna, but yeah, definitely Dr. Lyle and Dr. McDougall for me is the other one because he's, like I said, he's been my doctor for 20 years and um, he's, he's, I find him fascinating. He has such a good understanding of, like, I, I love all the doctors that you have, AJ, but those are the two guys that, you know, and of course, Dr. Lyle is not a medical doctor, but, um, but you know, as far as the psychology goes, I first heard him give his the, his talks on the pleasure trap back in 2003. So I remember just sitting in that class and um, during the McDougall program and him talk, you know, lecturing on the pleasure trap and then doing a lecture on um, getting along without going along. And the third lecture was the path of least resistance. And those three make up uh, the majority of the pleasure trap book. But I just sat there like, you know, I mean, I was just like so blown away. And to this day, I can like listen to those lectures over and over. And they still, I still find kernel 
levels of brilliance in them because um, no matter how many times I hear them, hearing them again and again, I, I really enjoy it. And like Dr. McDougall, just his command of the medical literature uh, and everything, he's just phenomenal. Yeah. So yeah, he's those are probably my two favorites. I do remember the two shows you you mentioned um, the the bathroom incident with uh, during the reboot, and I do remember the uh, and it was really funny when you had the lady who was doing the rice diet because I actually have that book because Dr. McDougall had talked about it so often. I had found it at a used bookstore and I bought it and I started reading it and I got like. The, the first part of the book is really good. But then like later on, I was reading it and I was like going, ah, this isn't, I don't know, what am I reading here? You know, so I kind of like didn't finish it. Um, but I I guess I missed my email when it, that week when you had, you know, that you send out with who the guests are going to be. So I didn't know she was going to be on. And then when, when I happened to put the show on that day, I don't get to watch it all the time live, but I happened to uh, tune in that day. And I saw her and I was like thinking, oh my gosh, why does AJ have her on there? Just doesn't, doesn't she know? It's like, I kind of freaked out for you because I was kind of like, oh my goodness. It's like, this is, you know, it's like the first part of the rice diet is what Dr. McDougall talks about, but then the rest of it, you know, is a little wonky. And so um, I, I know afterwards we kind of talked about that and I just, I like, I wanted to tell you like, but of course you can't do anything because it's, it's going on live, but I'm glad that Dr. McDougall came back on and talked about, the issues with it so yeah you know I, tr I try to have an instead just say I'd like to hear from you too and I, I try I, you know you know I can't please all of the people all of the time and so I try to have a mix but it does seem just based on what I see for views that that as much as I love the chef demos and that's really some of my favorite shows because they're generally a little bit more relaxed I don't have to get nervous like I do with some of the doctors um, that that people seem to like the doctor show more more. Oh, they love success stories too, and uh, they seem to like things where there's some PowerPoint and some Q and A. I, I I don't know if I'm reading the audience right because again, except for the people that watch live, which was what we call the Zoomunity because it's our community on Zoom. And by the way, the person that asked the question, where can I go for support? You can go right here for free every day. I have not missed a day since since I started March 20th, 2020, almost four years now. Um, so I'd love to know your guys' thoughts. Like, Jesse, you must love the doctor ones because you're like, you're very- I, Yeah, I mean, Dr. McDougall, it goes without saying. And his his knowledge, as Zena said, is just, it, it's amazing. I mean, I listened to his Sunday 5 p.m. show also. Um, and, and one nice thing about Dr. McDougall is that he can give- concise short answers whereas Dr. Lyle does tend to take a little bit more time with each question that's why we, <laughs> have we to got more Dr. answers Dr. from Dr. Lyle more quickly but you know Dr. Weiss and Dr. <laughs> right the are becoming like Dr. Um, so many questions yeah your sound is lagging just a yeah. little bit just and, and Dr. Weiss he's um, sweet I love it my I, internet I is my internet is not great. Dr. Weiss is really great. Um, and I, Dr. Jessica Krant and, um, doc, and Eileen Kapsoftis are two other, I think, really good guests, but definitely success stories. I mean, if you look at the number of views of yeah, people, your guests like Susanna, it's just people really want to know, well, how did real people succeed at this? And particularly people who have succeeded and maintained. Yeah, that that's the key. Because we all have um, people that. Yeah, it's it's easy to lose weight. 
that, well, a lot of times it's easy to lose weight. Sometimes it's not. But um, but maintaining that weight loss, particularly over the long haul, is, you know, is what really counts it's in been, every way. Because it's been over 10 years for me and Shada. And like, I don't even think about it anymore. You know, like, um, it doesn't mean that I'm like perfect or not tempted by stuff, but I, I don't, you know, I don't think about like, I know I'm thin now. Like I know the first few years, I was like, are you sure? Are you sure you're seeing me correctly? Like <laughs> I, I, know I'm, I know I'm thin. And if I don't know, people tell me all the time. So. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So uh, Christina says, I just purchased roasted chestnuts, but not sure how to enjoy them. Any ideas? Yes. I use them in my faux peanut sauce. Yeah. Um, the is in Own Your Health, and it is called Thai Peanut Free Sauce, and it's delicious. Anne Esselstyn ta taught me about those. They're technically a nut, but they're low in fat. I wouldn't eat them hand to mouth, though, but they make great sauces. So that's a, a very good question. Now, here's a question, guys, from Denise. I only have 20 minutes for lunch. What would you recommend I eat that would keep me full? It's not enough time to eat salad, sweet potatoes, and broccoli. And I said, you know, um, you know, broccoli doesn't, I can't eat broccoli quickly, but I can eat a sweet potato quickly. But first of all, I say, why do you only have 20 minutes for lunch? That is not healthy. That is not good to, yeah. to be rushed to eat like that. So I suggested making a blended soup, like with sweet potatoes and beans. And they have uh, water bottles like this that for hot. You don't want to put hot in a not correct one because you'll burn your hand. And then I don't know what kind of job you, you have, but unless you're like a like an operating room nurse, most jobs allow you to have something like this, and you can be sipping the starch all day whenever you're hungry. But I don't think it's yeah. so good to have a 20 minute lunch. And I'd like to talk to your supervisor. Because, uh, <laughs> that's not so great. And see if there's any more questions. Um, oh, so Debbie says she found found me when I was in Sherman Oaks, where I haven't been for five years now. It's hard to believe I've been out of LA for five years. I have not been successful. Well, I'm yet, let's just say yet, which is my fault, hundred percent, not fault. Let's say responsibility. See, we got to change the language here because that this is beating yourself up language. So you have not been successful yet. It is not, which is your responsibility. I always say that if you suffer with this problem, it's not your fault because it, you know, it's a basically, a, I consider food addiction, a disease, a biogenetic disease, which was given to you. But now that you know, it is your responsibility if you want to do something about it, but have gained unmeasurable knowledge. I'm ready to apply the knowledge. I try not to, but this, I try not to, but this year I will convert January 120. Okay. We'll take the reboot program, Debbie. We'll all be in there cheering you on. I think you'll really, really like it if you're ready to commit. So thank you. Um, it's a great program. Uh, Terry started watching the show in July, changed my eating to whole food plant-based SOS free, lost 50. See, here's the thing. There's people that have never given me a nickel that lose a weight just from watching the show, lost 55 pounds off blood pressure med medication and feel awesome. And if you are a success story, especially if I played any small part, you know, please write help at chefaj.com to be on the show. Yes, everything is recorded. Um, yeah, I mean, unless I failed, well, actually, I wouldn't be streaming if it wasn't recording, unless I failed to push a button, but I don't think that's ever happened. And yes, yeah, so you can watch it right now, actually start at the beginning. How do I multitask? And it, yeah, you know, Gina, I want, and this is our Gina, everyone, by the way, I think y'all know her. 
I've, I've always often heard that multitask is doing many things poorly, but I think as women, I, I really think that we can multitask better because I can, Charles cannot, Charles cannot do two things at once. He can't listen and do something, but sometimes you just, I think with women, we had to, you know, we were picking crops in the field and nursing the baby. Like men just had to focus on one thing, you know, hunting down that game. So um, you just do the best you can. And uh when, when you're multitasking, but it's nice to be able to be present because you guys don't make me nervous, but I get so nervous when Dr. McDougall is on the show because I just, you know, I worry about the technology. I always worry, you know, so, so I do get nervous or I get nervous when like I had Michael Moss, but for the most part, the people in the lineup, I, I consider them friends now. Like I don't get nervous with Dr. Nikki Davis or Dr. Which who I love her, by the way, I met her in person and we hung out for a week. Gosh, she is the best. You guys can hang out with her. At, I forget what what foreign beautiful country Belize is she's doing a, a retreat there and I love Dr. Cran I mean really I I love everybody on my show and the thing is is so many people want a spot and they want a regular spot and the regulars aren't going anywhere and I asked them I said you know and um there, there, there have been should I should I give a preview of some of the new shows next year you guys want to hear it okay sure. so I'll tell you what they are I was gonna Very wait till, I was gonna wait till New Year's Day when we're doing a Chef AJ marathon where I'm gonna be broadcasting for uh, about 12 hours. <laughs> it's it's kind of like, like the Twilight Zone marathon that used to air on Labor Day, but this is the show marathon. So what happened is, and, so, and of course, not everybody watches every show. And we keep, I, I, it drives me crazy when people say, get so-and-so on the show. I can't get anybody on the show. They have to want to be on the show. And very early on, I stopped asking people because I get my feelings hurt when they don't respond or they respond with like, well, if you want to be on your show. So I don't ask people. The guests come from other guests. Generally, what happens is when a guest is on the show, the first time they get two free bottles of California balsamic vinegar. So thank you, Thomas, for being the one sponsor of the show. And they get an email saying, if you know anybody else, and that and that's how and they introduce me, like right then, you know. And so that's basically the, the best way to get is from referral, but people also write us at help at chefaj.com and they get a little intake form or a, a booking form. And um, we get to you when we can. Like, so I've been doing recording, pre-recording all these shows for the marathon because I can't sit here for 12 hours. And some of the people have been waiting almost two years to be on. So we're getting these people on. My goal was to try to get everybody that wanted to be on before the new year or to have them on New Year's Day. And there was, there was probably 40 of them and I wrote them all and only 10 responded and they all all the interviews are completed. So you'll get to meet these people. Actually, nine of them. One of them was Diana yesterday, who, when she said it was her birthday, I said, well, let's just do it live because it's your birthday kind of thing. So uh, anyway, so the new slots and, and the people that stopped doing the show was usually because like, it's because reasons like they had a baby like Dylan, it wasn't like, you know, they didn't have a good time or whatever, or, or it could be a time issue. Like, because if they were in another country, uh, it's hard for Dr. Shah in India, you know, so she's, she's probably going to be only doing it for a few more months but week one has stayed exactly the same week one is the power week because all the everybody you mentioned is on week one it's dr mcdougall dr lyle kathy hester dr Krant, dr nikki davis dr colin zoo chef delsruth that has stayed completely the same uh week two is going to be an interesting week because that is when all the shows are uh we have three new shows so we still have lauren burnick plant-based classics on monday lissa from raw food romance on tuesday Wednesday is now going to be Dr. Baxter Montgomery. He's wonderful. Mm -hmm. He's a Houston plant-based cardiologist. And, and I'm just so honored. Like when I sent out that email that like, yeah, you want to be on my show? Like that's like beautiful. Scott Harrington, Dr. Scott is continuing on Thursdays. Friday, two cardiologists in one week. We have Dr. Monica Agrawal. 
So she'll be the second Friday. And the second Saturday, you guys are going to love this. Uh, it's going to be Dr. Clapper with oh, wow. Zach, with Dr. Zach. I cannot think of his last name, even though I spent two weeks with him in True North. He's the like the moving medicine forward. So Dr. Clapper may or may not be on every week, but they're going to be there. And then, of course, we have Peter Rogers on the last Sunday. Doctor, doctor, uh, week three has not changed at all. Um except for there's, there is an opening and I haven't filled it yet. And I'll ask you guys what you think I should do. Both when I say you guys, I mean the live guests and the audience. Uh, Monday is Dr. Sunil Pai. It's funny how everybody has their little fans, you know, even though one show may not be like as popular with the masses, Dr. Pai has a lot of fans. They love his session on spices and he is, I just love this guy. Nick and Thomas will continue on Tuesday. Dr. Esther on Wednesday. Thursday is open. That was Dylan's slot. Uh, Friday is still Dr. Weiss. Saturday will be Dr. Nadina Shah for at least the first four months of the year. Sunday, Dr. Columbus Batiste. We have more cardiologists, I think, than anything else. Yeah. Cardiologists and internal yeah. medicine doctors. Uh, the week four, unless I hear otherwise, I hope Dr. Brooke Goldner, um, and we send her all our love and prayers, uh, will continue. But I don't, you know, I, I don't know. Eileen Kapsoftis. Uh, you know, there's 216 bones in the body, so she's probably got a lot of shows she could do. She's our resident <laughs> based physical therapist. Uh, Wednesday is, is Dr. Lori Marbus. Thursday, Robert Cheek. Uh, we're making a little switcheroo here. So instead of Dr. Gustavo Tolosa on the fourth Friday, he's going to be the fourth Sunday. And Kelly Williamson is going to do an afternoon show at 1 p.m. She, I love her food. And then uh, the fourth Saturday is going to be another doctor with a chef, Dugan and Loomis, Karen Dugan and Dr. Uh, Jim Loomis from PCRM. They're the like I forget, the chef and the doc, I think they call themselves. So we're good. Uh, we just have one opening. And so I just don't know what to who to fill it with. Like, uh, should I leave it open for people that are trying to get on? Should we do these kind of hangouts? Guys, tell me what tell me what you think. I really don't know what to do because there's a lot more people that want to show. And I mean, I could rotate. I could um, there there is a dietitian that's interested in the show. We don't really have a dietitian, so that could be interesting. So, any, any thoughts? Who who would you like to see of, of who applied? I can't just like you know. I would love Dr. Joel Furman, but he wants to. He comes on about every three months, as does Ra Dr. Rachel Rubin. So if that's you know, and obviously Dr. Michael Greger is not going to do it. So uh, realistically, who would you guys like? Would it be fun for you to have a rotating thing, yeah. or is it more work for you? No, I could do that if it's only one day a month. You know, and and for those of you that want to know why we switched to regular programming, oh, first of all, I had no idea there would be that many people that would even want a regular show. Is I, I have an assistant, uh, a virtual actually two, and I we didn't have any employees like when the pandemic started. But there's so much work generated from just doing this show that we actually have one and a half employees now. Uh, their names are Linda and Morgan. If you're on my mailing list, they signed a little card. And uh, they're, they're welcome to come on. I have a feeling Linda might be too shy and I'm not sure so much about if Morgan wants to, his face seen, not that there's anything wrong with his face, but you know, and Charles will never come on. The only time Charles came on was to help our friend who was uh, quad, who is quadriplegic to get a van because he just like, he does not like the limelight at all. Um, but what was happening is because so many people wanted to be on, we were booking six months in advance and then people like they weren't no longer interested. And they, I mean, I had people cancel on me. I'm not kidding. 10 minutes before showtime. And then I would call Robert Cheek. Can you come on right now? And so we thought, thought if people had a little bit of skin in the game and had a show, they'd be more likely. And the truth is 
is uh, of a whole a whole year in one week a whole year has transpired and there has really only been I think two times where guests had to cancel like because there was just and they, and they were willing to pre-record so so that is why we don't do that anymore it's just it's just easier but but I could certainly rotate another thing and, I, and this was my idea because today I texted every all twenty eight people to thank them for being on my uh, platform. And for the chefs, I said, would you ever host another chef? You know, like let us like for example, like maybe like, for example, there was a lady that was on the show that was a raw foodist. I can't give her another show right now. We already have one raw food show. So I said to Lisa, would you ever like have her on and host her? Maybe she could do one recipe. So we'll see. I'm surprised that like every day I'm like, people really watch. This is like incredible. So thank you. Well, Dr. Batiste's segments work really well when he interviews other people. Yeah. It's a really great conversational approach to things, and it's very interesting. So if there are people who would be willing to host, that would be nice if they're willing to have a guest on occasionally with them. Or, But I like the idea of you rotating and bringing new people in. The only issue with that is we all get carried away every time we see anybody. There are hardly any guests that get a kind of, eh, who cares, reception, right? Most people really, you know, the the regulars love everybody. So you need to not get <laughs> overwhelmed with a response of, you've got to have this person on every week because everybody you have on is going to get that kind of response. So don't get overwhelmed by the first guest. Everybody's saying, this is a person you need to give them this slot permanently because I bet guest number two, three, four, and five that you rotate in, you're going to get the same response. And people are going to love seeing different faces and hearing different yeah, information. Maybe I won't give it to a regular show unless that person wants to maybe host it the way Robert Cheek or Dr. Batiste does. So, so some of the shows I'm not even involved in, uh, other than maybe I'm there to help them record. I guess. You, and okay, well, I mean, I, the thing is, is if you're not watching live, it seems like the show's live. I think to people, but with the advantage to live is you can talk to us in the chat, but really only if you're on YouTube. But we do give priority to the people that send questions in in advance because we can keep them. Whereas I can't, even though this is Zoom, I'm using a technology called Restream. It doesn't save the chat. And so because mine is moving. When, if I ever ever in person with you guys, I'd like to show you. Do you see what I see? I could actually, I could actually share screen and show you, so that people understand that I'm not being mean, but that I just I'm not seeing that. Um, so we get to keep the question. Also, we it's better because then sometimes there's a follow up question from the doctor. So that's why we do. Even though it would make sense, well, hey, I'm here live. Why aren't you answering my question? I hope that makes a lot, uh, sense to you for that. But what I'm going to do is next year, um, the weekends will not be live. They'll all be pre-recorded. At True North, the doctor said, you have got to start taking two days off a week. I was going to pick a weekday and a weekend, but the rest of the world is Saturday and Sunday. So uh, I think maybe occasionally I'll be live, especially to introduce a new show like Dr. Clapper, but those shows will be pre-recorded so that, and, but I'll still probably be there like in the chat, but Saturdays and Sundays starting next year, they won't, they'll, they'll still be, you can still comment, but, but I won't be there live in the same way as I'm there now. But actually I'm not here. This is AI AJ. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah. That's um, a pretty good likeness. Yeah, but they did a very good job in my very voice. Good job. Very good job. So when we were talking about addiction, Maureen says I was a food addict at two years old. And um, so mindful says addiction is addiction is addiction. The level of detox does not determine addiction. 
And, but I still love me some Dr. McDougall though. Yeah. You know, that's the thing is people are so like, if, if, if they disagree with one thing that doesn't discount the whole purpose, the person, right. everything they've done. So was I always funny? Um, yes, I was always class clown <laughs> because I was always up until 10 years ago, I was always the fattest one in, in my class, it, at least, well, after college, there were no more, no more classes. And so in order to not be bullied and picked on, I was always the funniest person. I can even get you my high school yearbook and show you class clown every year. So yes, that's really what I wanted to be was a comedian. And I still do. And I'm still trying, but I'm out of LA now. And the opportunities aren't as much as when I lived in LA, but I take Gosh, four improv classes and one stand-up class every week. Like that is my addiction. And I love it. I love it. I love it. Uh, it took a year not to crave cheese. It felt addictive. One of the live viewers is saying, and Dr. Uh, Dr. Howard Lyman, the mad cowboy actually said to me when he was on the show that it, that it was harder for him to quit cheese than it was to quit cigarettes. So yeah. And other people say food addiction is real. Um, I love that you share how long it took to lose. I only lose a half a pound a week, but I feel so much better. Yeah. That's the thing. And, and, and Zena sees this all the time because she moderates the, the, the classes. The one that starts on the 21st, she'll be the 20th, excuse me, is that people I think have unreal expectations about how long it takes to really lose fat, not lose weight. Because you stop, if you're eating salt right now and you stop eating salt, you're going to, you're going to lose right. water. Yeah. And, and that's why when people say, well, you potatoes, I gain weight. No, you didn't. You cannot gain fat eating potatoes unless you put something on it. So for me, and you guys can talk about how long, cause Jesse, you had lost 50 pounds before we met Susanna, 75, Zena, hundred, me 50, well, 80, 70 from my highest weight, but really 50 or so when I, People started knowing who I was. It took me 27 months, which is two years and three months to lose 47 pounds, but I wasn't a YouTuber. I wasn't like doing this for a living. And so I, you know, it would have been cool if I was, and people would have seen the real, real truth about weight loss. So maybe you can talk about how long it took the three of you to lose that weight. Well, for me, I really had to, when I first started you know, I was anxious because yeah, everywhere you read online and in magazines and whatever, it talks about, you know, oh, I lost 20 pounds in a month and it wasn't coming off like that. And so for me, I had to kind of get to the point where it where I was um, seeing a slow and steady progress. Um, but I realized at the same time I was learning, I was building my knowledge bank of recipes and, um, becoming entrenched in this way of eating. And it, it's, it, it's just so simple. That's what helped me. Like, uh, you know, earlier we were talking about, you know, Zena not living in a clean environment. I don't either. I still don't. Um, and in fact, when I first started and, and AJ and her courses and Dr. Lyle would say, you know, you have to work harder on your environment than you do on yourself. I can't live in a clean environment right now. I still have a bunch of kids living here. And for Christmas, there's 16 for dinner in the next two hours. Like it's a big household with a lot of varied eating methods. And I I felt at the start that I kind of wanted to prove to myself that I could do this too, even in, not in a clean environment. So I've set up my environment a little differently. I have been fortunate enough to get an extra fridge in my garage. That's my fridge. That's all my stuff in there. I've got like, it's loaded with produce and berries. And then we have two drawers in the main fridge. And that's like where we keep our 
five days worth of oatmeal pre-cooked and our potatoes. And so, so yes, that stuff is still there, but I've learned that I have to have food prepared, potatoes, rice, sweet potatoes. Those are my, my go-to things. And then I buy those big boxes of, um, spring mix and green. So I like, that's what I did today for lunch today for lunch. Well, for breakfast, for Christmas day, my daughter blessed my husband and I, by making us a beautiful, um, baked oatmeal. And then I had made a huge fruit platter for everybody. And so I had this yummy baked oatmeal that was completely compliant and with lots of vanilla butter in there and cinnamon, and then, um, lots of fresh fruit, pineapple and papaya, like special kind of special fruit today. And then that took me for a while. Now, usually I'll, that's not my usual routine, but about two hours after that, I, went to my fridge. I got out this box of spring mix. I had this huge heaping bowl of spring mix and I dumped half a can of salt-free chickpeas on there and some California balsamic. And I was good to go. That's all I've eaten today. And that, and I'm full, I'm, I'm full, but I'll, you know, in an hour and a half, I'll be ready for dinner. And I, on Friday, pre-made the millet loaf that AJ made on the show a couple of weeks ago. It's a good loaf. And then I've got um, Dylan's Well Your World mushroom gravy ready to mix up. And then my daughter's making Christmas dinner for everybody else. So with all the sides, before they doctor them up, she's pulling out a serving for my husband and I and herself onto three plates. So I've got potatoes and turnips and carrots and broccoli, but then they're doing other things to them that the way they, they want still want to have them, but I've got mine ready. And then I'll have my nice loaf with my gravy. And then I've got a caramel nut tort that I made in your desserts class, AJ, for, for dessert for my husband and I, which is higher in caloric density. But for us, it's like, you know, this is a special occasion. It's been sitting in the freezer waiting for tonight. So that's fantastic. Yeah. Do you follow recipes all you guys? It drives me crazy because you know some, the people, <laughs> no. the people <laughs> on platforms, I don't really understand Instagram, but they 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 don't seem very nice to me compared to the people on Facebook and YouTube. And it's like, where's the recipe? Where's the recipe? And it's like, <laughs> there is no recipe. I just like made it, you know, because that's why I teach these kind of you know interactive classes like you guys. Uh, I'm genetically incapable of following <laughs> a recipe, which is why I can't do desserts. Yeah. So I just I mean, we really, my husband and I, we love vegetables. That's all there is to it. It's really easy. And it can be anything from just steamed with nothing to something that's sauteed with lots of herbs and spices. And I develop a sauce with the water and the herbs and spices and thyme. I don't spend a whole lot of, I don't do meals in the Instant Pot. I tend to do dried beans and stuff like that. I do stovetop cooking. I, I like to develop flavors that way, uh, you know, so you can just use water or you can use a little bit of vinegar or, you know, and really, if you take the time, you can get a really delicious sauce with nothing except the vegetables you're cooking. Um, and baked potatoes are great. I don't have an air fryer. I have an oven, <laughs> you know, I have a Breville that I've never used. It's been sitting out in the garage for two years. <laughs> I, you know, this is a joke on Nutmeg Notebook. I've got a I've got a, a ninja nice cream machine. Um, I've got a, a prevel I've never used. It's it's a shame. But um, recipes just I I I think 
You know, the thing is, for me, all you have to do is look at AJ's eat to the left of the red line chart and you know what to eat for me. But that's because I've always used spices and herbs and it's just not a big deal. I understand why it does seem like a big deal to me and probably to all of us right now. It seems very, very simple. Um, you know, you just eat vegetables. I with know what with starch. Yeah, that easy. Yeah, well, for me, starches are vegetables too. I mean, I don't know. It's you don't eat meat. That's all I need to know. You don't eat meat. You don't eat animal products. You don't eat processed food. If there's a label, don't eat it. <laughs> you know. You know. You mentioned left of the red line, and another time we could do a whole show about what we've been talking about. <laughs> you know, it's a little little controversy. Let me read this question from user 97, any stories or tips of saying no thank you to people who push you to eat food you don't eat, even vegan, but it's full of oil? Um, I don't get pushed. So, you know, anybody who would try that would be sorry. What I would, I mean, there's so many strategies depending on your personality. I'd like to say, you know, thank you so much, but well, it depends on the situation, but if I was at their house, I might say something like, you know, I've really had a lot of explosive diarrhea lately and your couch is so beautiful. Can I please take it home or just say, no, thank you. I'm full. You know, no, thank, no should be a complete sentence, but those strategies are going to depend on your personality. But yeah. you know what Dr. Goldhammer would say, he would say is no, thank you. And if they say, why I say, cause I don't want to be fat and sick like you. So it really depends, <laughs> right. but I think no, thank you, or it looks delicious. Can I take it home is what I would recommend. When you yeah. have an agreeable personality, which is what like I you, have, it's really, really hard. To you're, say. you are the most agreeable, Zena. You're kind of in the middle, right? You're not super. Uh, when, except when it comes to food, it's like no. I'm like I'm not agreeable when it comes to food. Like you can't push me to eat something I don't want to eat. But right. Jesse, you are, you're like me. You're in the disagreeable. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so but, much easier if you're disagreeable. Hey, that's what I've done exactly what you've said though, AJ, as, as I've said, oh gosh, that is just beautiful looking dessert. Can I just take a piece home? I'm so full yeah. and it's worked. It's yeah. worked, yeah, you know, absolutely. and, and, oh, the other one that's worked is like, you know what? I'm, I'm just trying something super special, like with my eating for 30 days and I've already got a 20 day streak. So I don't want to, I don't want to blow it now. I hope you can understand, you know, that kind of kind of thing and you can always say yeah. you can, anything you say if you say it nicely enough you know or if you're a humor if you're a humorous person and you can say it like you know and make it kind of fun you know that you know that can work um and i would recommend people go on to dr lyle's website um esteemdynamics.com and go to his public library and watch his video from the pleasure trap the video that's called getting along without gold Going along, yeah. he talks about different strategies in that video. It's excellent. I mean, it, and it might not work. For, not all the strategies are going to work for every person because, like you know, like all four of us here, we all have different personalities, and everybody has a different personality. And yeah, if you're very agreeable and you don't like saying no, it's it's harder for that person. But there's ways you can say no, like you know, on. You know, I have tummy's a little upset right now, and then just run for the bathroom. I'm <laughs> allergic. Yeah, I'm allergic. Doctor's I'm, ha I'm having a colonoscopy tomorrow. Yeah. 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 I'm, I I'm, find I too have... that. Sorry, Zena. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I find too that um, now that I've been doing this for three years, I can't believe it's three years almost. Um, 
the people, my family, my big family, and then the people in my friend's circle kind of all know now. So at first it's like, come on, you can have it. You, you haven't been doing it. You know, now I find that, that it's easier and that people, people kind of honor me. Like, like this morning, my, my daughter and my daughter-in-law put together a stocking for each, my husband and I, which we haven't had stockings in years. We just do it for the kids. And they surprised us and did a stocking. Well, there was a, a vegan t-shirt that says whole food plant powered with a heart on it for me. And then there was like, um, um, some soap that was shaped like little fruits and, uh, a, a vegan magazine and, um, and then the, the the most excellent thing they because all the little gifts inside the stocking were wrapped and wrapped up separately was a potato, a carrot, and a tomato. It was just <laughs> awesome, and they know, That's right? Really and and I mean, it, it's really special. I really felt loved when they sent me that. So I think after a time, it's become, yeah, it's my new normal for and, my family and my circle. And to that point, I would also like to add that. I think it's also about consistency. Like if we say no one time, right. we have to be willing to keep saying no the next time and the time after that. Because if we say no one time and then the next time the same person or if that person's in the same room and somebody asks right. and we get in, then they don't believe us anymore. We've kind of like lost, you know, our believability. So if, but if, you know, if we say no and no, thank you, thanks very much it looks great but not right now thanks for you know thank you but no just kind of keep saying that over and over in all the situations people will learn to you know take us at our word and they'll um respect it you know and then like is dr lyle has a strategy kick the can and they can say whereas instead of saying no she say not right now and then get them in a conversation about like what really lights them up like oh tell me about your kids piano lessons or something like that you know you know it's interesting you know when you right. think about that yeah, though just this, distract this, people this whole idea though of people pushing food on you we call them food bullies this begets a bigger conversation of whether food addiction is real because most people, and again, there's always people that probably would do this, but if somebody knew that a friend or family member was an alcoholic, if they knew it and saw them struggle and maybe go through rehab, you probably wouldn't say, hey, have a sip of this margarita. I made it just for you. And yet with food, it, it's, there's just no, no awareness, you know, but Zena before it, see, oh, see, it just disappeared. This is what I'm talking about, how my chat disappeared. I saw a question for you about the key, something with your, oh, Okay. See, this is the problem is, is when I have to jump out of screens, I can sometimes find it somewhere else. But somebody asked a question to you, Zena. Seeing uh, it already has moved from the thing. It was something about the key you wear for your mom. Um, yeah. The key for the safe? Yeah, um, I think yeah. that's what it was. And I apologize because it my, my all the chats disappeared, you know? Okay. Yeah. So what I do with, like I, I mentioned earlier that I have food safes in my, in my house. I have two of them in two small ones in my freezer. I have um, one small one in my fridge and I have a big one. Um, that's just, it's just on the floor near her bed. It's kind of like the pantry stuff that doesn't have to be refrigerated, like her chips and candy and stuff of that nature. And I have padlocks on all, all that stuff. Um, so I have, th there's for these padlocks, these three different things, there's three keys and I have them on like a ribbon and um, I 
I have the, you know, I give, give it to her. She put, usually puts it around her neck or it's just near her or something, or sometimes I loop it around her, you know, she's in a hospital bed. So I loop it around the hospital bed railing. And then when I do it on the other side where it's hard for me to get to, because I'm telling you, I just, I, I can, I can get into things when I want to get into them. So when I'm going to make her something, I, I will ask, can you give me the key? When she asks me for something, can you give me the key and I'll take it and I'll, put the mask on, I'll get her the thing, lock it back up, give her the key back. So it's, you know, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm, you know, they're like, you know, eight or nine times out of 10, I can get into the stuff and not, it won't always get me, but it's, I'm always looking out for that one or two times because once I start, then I can't stop. Is so. it the visual? Is it the odd, is it the olfactory? What do you think it is? Mm. It's just, I want it, you know, it's just, it's probably, um, I might not have eaten my food yet. And I'm probably like my blood sugar is running low and I'm hungry. And it's like, you, you know, you always go for the, whatever's highest calorie density in your environment, you're going to go for it. And her stuff that I get for her, her treats is going to be the highest CD stuff. So, um, it's got, you know, it's got the oil, sugar, and salt in it. That's, you know, it's processed, it's whatever. So, um, and it's not, again, I don't even eat stuff that I necessarily like. That's what's so, you know, I'm kind of like that alcoholic that will not be picky about what, you know, if, oh, you're out of my vodka, fine, give me whiskey. It's like, it, it does like, I don't care if you have my favorite or not. It's just, I want the, I want the high, you know, from it. So, um, yeah. Yeah. You know, some of the people are. Uh, see, so the moderators do have Christmas off because they're not helping me at all with the chat today. <laughs> but uh, some of the people are saying keep that slot open, maybe keep doing an AMA, like ask me anything, and then we can do like these kind of chats. Mm -hmm. So that's actually a really good idea. And some of the people are saying, like Kelly says, Rich Roll would be great. Good luck with that. It was two times I interviewed him. Let me tell you, it is so hard. To, AJ, to I, I don't know if this would be anything that you might consider. I love the idea of rotating it so you could do all different kinds of things. So a couple of things that I was thinking success stories would be great. Although I, I know for myself now trying to get success stories, people to come and do success stories is really hard. But um, if you could get people to do success stories, that would be fun because I think that it really encourages people. Yeah. Um, the other thing that I really liked is I, I love when you have um, people on from sanctuaries, like when you did Rowdy Girl. I, I you know that those get this is the interesting thing. Those get the lowest. Oh, views. really? Oh, that's I, I know. It's listen, yeah. I thought, oh, my gosh, Ingrid Newkirk from PETA. I love her. I love what she does. No, I don't. I think my audience is more health. I'm guessing more health motivated okay. just because of the fact that the doctors get the most views, even more than chefs. I, I, every time I've done, and I, the one with the pig sanctuary in North Carolina, I love those shows. Yeah. They, they yeah, get no views. And so oh. nothing is all about the views. Here's the thing. I really do my best and I'm going to try to do better next year of getting everybody that's ever wanted to be on the show on, uh, there's only been two people that have been when I when I say rejected that they they because they, there's this form they didn't even they were filled out by their assistant and one of the questions is is what is your favorite episode and why and they're both of them like oh we've never seen the show it's like really you wouldn't even like maybe watch ten minutes of one show and they 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 were you don't have to be vegan to be on the show you just can't be anti-vegan I feel like you know and some people get upset when I have a non-vegan on so I. I've never said it's Chef AJ's vegan show. People are saying they like the mix of doctors and chef. Right now, every week of every seven days, it's two chefs and five 
doctors and people, a lot of the people, people are saying Esselstyn and Campbell, they'll come on once in a while, but I don't see them doing a weekly show. You know what I mean? That's a big commitment for people. So maybe just keep it. Yeah. And I'd love to get people. Yeah, because you can rotate them in when they can do it. I don't think people understand, like when somebody's really big, they're they're not like looking to come on my show. But, you know, people, one of the first questions was, am I doing the weight loss summit? And Toby and I are going to decide like by next week, whether or not, and it's not, we, we have some ideas for how to do it because it's like, we've done 200, you know, interviews for five years. And so what we've learned from doing the truth about weight loss masterclass is that people really like to ask the doctors questions. And that really is not something we can just do for free and have them there. So we're, we're thinking of doing some kind of a something, but to be determined, that's why, please get on my mailing list at chefaj.com. There is, I want, you know, say, chef, um, Steph says, Chef AJ not missing a day is amazing. I, I'm the Cal Ripken of YouTubers. You know, he, apparently he never missed a day. So yeah, I'd like to do that. And, uh, uh, da, da, da. you know, uh, Cheryl says, hi, raw helps with cravings. What I think helps with cravings is greens. It maybe seems counterintuitive that like, here I am craving sugar and I want to eat the most bitter food on the planet, but it really works. They're thylakoids, baby. Love Dr. Ruth Hydrix, you know? So is there another Jesse Bunker Maxwell? Someone I saw on YouTube who documented her cancer journey. Interesting. I is there another? There, there can't be. Is there two Jessies? Let me look. There must be. I. I mean, I've. It certainly wasn't me. <laughs> Let me look. Uh, Jesse Bunker. Let's see what happens when the, I call you. I mean, Jessica Croc is the only one I can that comes to mind. No, I'm not seeing. I'm not seeing it. Yeah, that could. That's a similar. Jesse Bunker Maxwell wanted in 28 states for grand theft. Oh, no, just kidding. <laughs> kidding, kidding. That kidding. sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> that's her getter. Um, um, here's the other thing. This is the funniest thing. And this is why we need one and a half employees because I, I can't answer every email. I'm always behind on my personal email. But uh, Linda and Morgan and Charles take care. They rotate because so we are kind of a seven day a week operation of the help desk. And we actually do email you back when your question get answered. But people will write us and say, do you remember the episode where so-and-so did this? And it's like, no, I, unfortunately. <laughs> I asked you that. <laughs> and it's like, I mean, if, if it's something really specific, like we're the lady who wasn't vegan, you know, but we've, and so like Latasha is saying, can you, you had someone on talking about CBD with food addiction, somebody asking how to make changes and be compassionate. I don't remember the names. The only person I can think of, and I could be wrong, is Dr. Doc, Dr. Judd Brewer, because he does do some CBT. And then Dr. I, I wonder if Dr. Laura Bruce does CBT. I, you know, I don't know. And I'm sorry. Tammy says, I'm coming up on two years with 142 pounds lost. Thanks to Dr. McDougal. Tammy, are you a star McDougaler? Have you ever been interviewed about your weight loss? Let me know. Um uh, we have to remember Dr. Lyle's questions are about a condition of the brain and the way people react as opposed, okay, that must be a comment based on something somebody said. Is there a corner you turn, um, Marlary says, is there a corner you turn in this lifestyle process where you know you're thin and you'll, and don't think you'll gain it back? Okay. I'm going to have everybody ask, answer that question because it is such a good one. But also what I'm thinking is that 
there's a lot of people watching live. It could be because it's Christmas, but it might be a good idea to do this hangout once a month, you know, just me. And it doesn't mean that I can't have guests, you know, I can always do a bonus show and interview them and stuff like that. But I feel like um, when it's the regular show, I can only really answer questions in the chat. It's not respectful. Like for example, if Dr. McDougall's talking about liver disease and somebody says, where did you buy the pressure cooker? And then say, you know, I bought it at Walmart, you know, that would be kind of rude, but I do type in the chat, which you can see. It was interesting. And, and again, the people on Facebook will never probably understand this, why it's so important, at least I feel, especially when it's a popular guest to watch on YouTube, is what I type through this technology called Restream will show up on Facebook, but I don't see what they write. It's, it's kind of strange. Also, they have it now so that I could be also streaming on Instagram, but I just can't figure out the technology. So that's hopefully coming on, on. I'm hoping if I'm praying Charles can figure it out for me or somebody can. And then January 1st, we'll be streaming on all, all the platforms. So is there a corner you turn process, you know, where you, where, and you know, you're thin, you don't think you'll gain it back. So I had Shane Martin on the show today who lost a hundred pounds 10 years ago. And I said, do you ever worry about that you could gain it back? And he said, yes. So I think, and again, I cannot speak for every person that's ever lost weight, but I've interviewed quite a few of them. And I think that somewhere in the back of our mind, even though we may not think about it, that there's always a possibility. And so, I, and I think for, I think, because I've seen too many people, heartbreaking people from UWL and other groups that lost anywhere from 50 to hundreds of pounds and gained it back, that you can't get too cocky. There's a saying that when you're getting sober, your food addiction is in the corner doing push-ups. That doesn't mean you have to be so rigid necessarily all the time and never have fun or have a, a treat if that's something you want, if you can do it. But I, I, I'm, I'm less worried now, 12 years later than I was two, three, five years later. And the reason I know that is that I'll tell you my story and I'd want to hear from all the other ladies. So I remember, you know, I don't know if you guys, I've told this story, but it's such a good one. It was during Healthy Taste of LA where I produced 22 conferences and most of them were in LA before I moved. And Dr. Goldhammer was one of the speakers. And each year we would get like um, either a, an apron or a t-shirt made with with whoever the keynote was. And I'm trying to remember who it was that year. He, I think it was Bar something really clever. And the shop on Ventura Boulevard near Woodman, uh, this uh, place where you get the, the person's face like um, ironed on, was next to a brand new bakery. It said vegan and gluten-free. And so I dropped this thing off and I called Charles up. I said, hey, there's this bakery here because he can eat hyperpalatable stuff, you know, um, and he can just get right back and eat his greens for breakfast, which he's done every day since January 2nd, 2012. And I said, do you, do you want anything? He can't have chocolate, but he says, oh, yeah, you know, if they have anything like lemon or carrot or apple, you know, get me a cupcake or whatever. So I went in there and I got him a cupcake and it's like one cupcake and I gave him his cupcake and he liked it. Well, I had to go back to the T-shirt shop the next day and I said I was going back because, oh, well, get me, get me another one, you know. So I go back in there and they go, oh, you must have really liked it. You're back already. And I said, no, 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 I don't, I don't eat sugar. I don't eat, you know, I basically was like, you know, no, I don't No, not me. I don't eat gluten, sugar, flour. I'm, you know, I'm like running off the list, chocolate, you know, and they go, oh, that's okay. Well, we have this bar and it's made from dates and oats and stevia. Now I didn't, that wasn't on the list. So I'm like, oh, shoot. So they gave it to me for free. Right. And so I'm walking out with his cupcake and my somewhat compliant thing. And this would have been like 2000, I don't know, probably like 2015, 16, less than five years out. 
And so I've got this confection there and I'm like, well, you know, going to eat it. And then my phone rings and it's Dr. Alan Goldhammer. Now he never <laughs> calls me and I don't even know why he called me, but I got so nervous that I dropped it in the street. And, it, it, and so it's like, I can't even relapse because he's somebody, the, the other time that I actually did relapse the one time after I ate that tiramisu in San Francisco in September of 2012, and we realized it was because I hadn't had enough food and enough starch, I wasn't taking care of myself. Um, I, I, I walk out and then I see McDougal, you know, so I just can't, I cannot, Chef AJ cannot get away with it. And so- yeah, that that that's my story with that. So I think that I, it's not good to get too cocky. Oh, and Dr. Goldhammer once, you know, I remember uh, there was something I wanted to try, and it, it, it was because I was writing a book, and I said, well, you know, can I can I try this? You know, it was I, I I think it was like a the date sweet and chocolate had come out, and he goes he goes, you know, you, you know, he basically read me the right. He goes, you're a food addict, you know, it's easier to get over stage four cancer, and you can't have it, blah blah blah. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to have it. But then this year when I did the pilot for that that cooking show. I'm like, I got to taste. I can't like say, oh, here's this dessert. And, and so I tasted it and I never had those desserts. I never tasted my strawberry chocolate cheesecake. I never tasted my peanut butter mousse, like Beethoven who can compose deaf. I made these recipe up and I took one bite and I'm like, you know, it's like my eyes are, I'm like, oh my God, I could see why this is dangerous for people. And then I immediately after the shoot called up Goldhammer to confess, he said, I'm not worried about you now. So I think I think it's the length of time away from the addiction, but also look at Philip Seymour Hoffman. Do you guys remember his story? It was like, I don't know, 27 years off heroin. Then next thing you know, he's dead. So I think the question is, is I think that people, when they lose weight, unless they have true body dysmorphia at the beginning, they don't really see it. But then at one point, you I think when you're thin, you, you do realize it. But as far as worrying about it, I don't sit there day after day and worry about it as long as my habits and my behaviors are in place. But if I were to go off the rails, but believe me, I would worry about it. So um, let's start with you, Zena, because you 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 started this journey a while ago and lost a hundred pounds. Do you sit there and obsess every day about I'm going to gain a hundred pounds back? Or Not, no, I don't. I don't obsess about gaining the hundred pounds back. But I I will say I have gained weight back at times and then lost it again. Like I said, my journey has not been a straight line down. It's been down and then up and down and up. And, you know, the overall trajectory has been down, but there have been blips along the way. Um, I, but I've never gained back all the weight that I lost since I've, since I started this back in 2003, the most I gained back was, I want to say about 35 of the 102 pounds. Uh, maybe, maybe 38, you know, let's say between 35 and 40 pounds. I don't remember the exact number, um, which is substantial to me. That's a lot, you know, I, you know, that's, that's a chunk of weight that I really don't want to gain back, but yeah, I, I do worry about it. Um, I don't feel like, I don't know if I'll, you know, there, there've been times where I felt there are, when I lived in a clean environment, it was much easier. I'll just say that when there's temptation around me constantly, it's a bigger battle. Even if I stay away from it, it's still there. And I still kind of hear it calling to me, um, you know, and I've, I've been in an unclean environment and like refrained from eating stuff for months to several years but then there's sometimes where I go off and then I have problems and then I gain, you know, some weight back and then I have to get 
you know, kind of, you know, get myself back in, you know, line. And so it's when, when I'm not in a clean environment, it's, I'm not going to lie. It's hard. It is hard for me. No, even with all the precautions that I take, it's hard. But again, I feel like the, the continuum of this problem, whether you call it food addiction or whatever you call it is different. Like you have Dr. Goldhammer on one end of the, you know, of the bell curve. And then you have me on the, on the other side, because for me, it's like, there's really, um, yeah, I have so many, I have so many different problems with so many foods. Uh, so I, um, and things that most people wouldn't have problems with, you know? So, um, yeah, it, it's an issue. The, the thing with the desserts, you know, that you were talking about AJ, it's so funny to me because, um, I was, we've been kind of going over your book. We've been doing this. Um, and, um, I was talking about this the other last week where, I believe it's in chapter four, you, you mentioned something about when you've refrained from eating certain substances for a period of time. And if you slip and you have them, it's like the hit that you take all of a sudden it's much harder. Like when, you know, when we're eating a lot of junk all the time, all the time, the way I used to do, cause I used to eat nothing but fast food three days a week, I mean, three days a week, three meals a day, seven days a week. That's all I, you know, that's all I ever ate. So I was so used to it that eating junk food didn't give me that like real high, you know, but then when you stay away from it for a long period of time, and then you have something, it's like, you're not prepared for that. And it just like really hits you, you know, and it just, it just really messes up your mind. So yeah, but um, yeah, I do worry about it. Um, I don't worry about gaining all the weight back, but I do worry about gaining some of the weight back. And then when I, I when I do gain some weight back, then I worry about getting it back off. And, you know, so yeah, that's wow. it. If you can be in a clean environment, be in a clean environment. That's all I can say. If, if you can do it, do it. Um, and if you can't, then work as hard as you can at getting it as clean as you possibly can. Yeah, thank you for that. You know, if it's in your house, it's in your mouth. And I think that people that disagree with that statement either don't it's really so true. struggle or, or they just haven't been hit yet. Because once Esther Loveridge said, you know, I was going to prove you wrong, keeping C's candy in until the day yeah. was in her mouth, you know? And that's the thing. It's not if you're going to ever have it. It's just a matter of when, you know, and it it, it, it just kind of can, can come back and bite you right out of the blue. It doesn't matter. Like I've sometimes been um, really, you know, I want to say clean, uh, 100% compliant for a couple of years and then fallen off track. It's like, you know, cause they usually say, you know, if you're, if you've done really well for, you know, been hundred percent compliant for a year or two years or whatever, you've basically beaten it. I, I have to disagree with that because it's like um, the actor that you were talking about who was clean from heroin for 27 years and then, you know, and then fell off. It's it, that's, that's me right there. So. You know, I'm getting so many ideas. Anyway, it's Christmas, so we have to all have our puppies with us. Hi, Bailey. I know that you have one, Susanna, so everyone should get their puppies. Yeah. You, oh, I you know, know. I'm downstairs with the family. <laughs> oh, no. You know, I'm almost thinking like we could almost, I mean, I don't know if you guys ever want to come on again, but town hall. Oh, where'd Zena go? I'm here. I'm here. I'm going to get her dog, I bet. Oh, my God. I thought she disappeared. Like a town hall format, you know, where, you know, almost like we could, and, and then other people can come on Zoom if they want. We almost could, like, we could also, we could do this like private too and like charge people like a dollar or something. You know, <laughs> thinking, like, well, you know, YouTube is always trying to get, oh, look at yeah. my baby. He's 50, over 15 years old now. 
Oh, like, he's so cute. I love him so much. I know. <laughs> say hi to Bailey. Nick, say hi to Bailey. I don't know if dogs can see in 3D. I don't think they can, but. <laughs> what a cutie. Is he Bichon? He is a multi-poodle. Multi-poodle oh, mix. Who's the best. And Bodhi, he... Bodhi was a Bichon poodle mix, and I lost him last year, so oh. I got my back. <laughs> That is so hard. So Susanna, do you worry? You're you're more new to the weight loss, meaning you your weight loss is recent and you're yes. still in progress. So do you do this sometimes? Yeah. So well, I was actually thinking back. So I've done two interviews with you on YouTube. And my first one was July 2022 when I had lost 60 pounds. And then I did one this year when I'd lost 72. And um in the interview in in 2022 you asked me if I was ever worried about gaining the weight back and I thought about it for a minute and then I thought no I'm not I remember I said I'm not really worried about gaining the weight back because you know I feel so good and and I but now I am now now I'm like like I think one of you used the word like not to get too cocky about it because it's like it's a slippery slope and boy when you hit the pleasure trap it's just like it's like you're on a water slide and there's just like, it's really hard to get off. And so, yeah, for sure. I feel like I've sort of tried to put some things into place and actually being a moderator on your channel, AJ is one of the biggest things that's helped my success because literally every day or most days I'm coming here, I'm listening, I'm learning. And I learn from all the people in the community. I can't believe the level of knowledge of all the, all the people in the chat, like they teach me things every day. And I just love that. And then I keep doing your courses and I keep learning new things and, and keep reading and, I think if you, if I ever disappear, then you'll have to worry that I'm probably in a corner eating potato chips or something because it's, it's coming here. And like when I'm in the classes, I put my camera on as much as I possibly can, because it just forces me and my brain to engage and, and just be nodding and listening because I can hide behind my camera. And so I look back on, you know, early days in the feel fabulous group too, like where I would have my camera on and I'm like twice as big as I am right now. I, and I put my camera on anyway, because I wanted to be a part of it. I wanted to feel a part of something. And I really do. This has become being part of AJ's group here has become a huge part of my identity now. And, and my family sees it and encourages it in me. And, you know, my youngest child is in grade 11 now. And so it's sort of like this exciting kind of next stage for me that I totally was not expecting or anticipating. Woohoo. So, yeah, so see you. guys what can happen when you take the reboot program? <laughs> you too. <laughs> that story. People are saying they love this hangout. So we might just go with that guys. I wanted yeah. to say about the reboot, um, you know, cause I took it live with you. It wasn't called reboot. It was just your, you yeah, that was oh, those live program. I feel like with the smaller group that we did in my apartment in Schumer and Oaks, I, I could make such a difference with, it was easier to make a difference with 16 people than with a yeah. hundred people. Yeah. It was, I, I mean, I, I guess I could do it here. I, I mean, this is the funniest thing. I don't have any overweight friends here. Like, <laughs> nice. I mean, like we. You fixed them all, AJ. You fixed them all. The funny thing was, is, is um, we 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 had a little birthday dinner for Charles, and we have a dining room table that fits, you know, ten or twelve. We got sixteen people, and it's like, you know, I'm like, 
who, who's going to come up here? You know, it's weird. So I, yeah, I, I do dream about that program sometimes. Yeah. It, you know, I, I think, and the, the virtual ones are fab, you know, they're, they're, they're fabulous. They're, they're great, especially because, you know, you can reach people from all over the world. And that's one of the things I find so fascinating is, is like when we get to meet people, uh, whether it's in the reboot or the FFOF or whatever, it's like so great because, you know, I've met people from Germany and from England and from, you know, Jamaica and just all over the world. It's really cool. Um, but I do love the in-person classes. So, you know, anytime somebody can do that, that's great. Even if it's getting like a little group of friends together to support each other in person or whether, you know, they have a WhatsApp, what, like a WhatsApp group or something, you know, for continued support, that's always so great. Um, so yeah, the I think the Reboot is such a great program. It's really the best of, you know, when you can't be there in person, this is so wonderful because you get like all, all this knowledge from AJ and JP and Dr. Goldhammer and Dr. Lyle. Um, and you get a lot of great, I think you get a lot of great support in the forums, you know, with the people who are in there, like, you know, Pam and I, we um, usually co-moderate it. And, um, but Susanna and Jesse and other people are in there and they have so much of their own knowledge and they're sharing, you know, they're sometimes <laughs> getting to things before we can get to them, you know? Um, and they're just so giving in their knowledge and their help and um, their caring for members. So I, I highly encourage people to, you know, try, you know, taking the yeah, reboot. It's, it's fun. Um... Marisa Shefeje, did you see my question? Oh my gosh, I'm looking, Marie. Could you write it right now? And I think the question from Gina was about the mask and the key, you know? The mask and the key. Uh, you, you the mask so that you wouldn't accidentally. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, the, yeah. So what yeah. I do is I take, you know, the face masks that everybody was wearing during the pandemic. Right. Um, I take a bunch of them and, you know, I have like maybe three or four and they're looped around my bridge handle. Um, and the reason I have multiple ones there is because I, I'm, I'm kind of like a scattered brain. And so like, I would notice, like I put one on and I go and I do my thing and then I'd walk away and I take it off like in the living room and put it on the couch. And then the next time I'd go to the fridge, there wasn't one there. So I'd open the fridge and then I'd get in trouble. So I learned from that. <laughs> so I started putting like three or four on there. So then when I see that, oh, there's only two, then I go hunting around my house. Where'd the other ones go? Where'd the other ones go? And I grab them and I put them back there. So yeah, so I, that's the mask is another is another thing. I'm, I don't know if that answered her question. I hope it did. AJ, oh, Marie. I found Marie's question. Yeah. Any of you track your protein? Absolutely not. I track nothing. Have you <laughs> ever been frustrated with the talk that they worry about vegans lack? No, I've never been worried. No, I've never been worried about that. And I've been vegan almost 50 years and I've never had a problem with protein. If you read Dr. Gregor's new New York Times bestselling book, he actually says, as we age, we need less protein. So I don't, I don't track anything. Cause that's like, I already got enough OCD in my personal life. Weight <laughs> counting is, is not something I want to do. So I, do you ladies worry about protein? Not at all. No. <laughs> and I never did, you know, from day one, because like, I, like my start into this lifestyle was by go, attending Dr. McDougall's 10 day program. And I, you know, so I would highly recommend some, you know, people want just some really good basic knowledge, read the starch solution or read, you know, the maximum weight loss book. You know, I actually met his maximum weight loss book was my intro to Dr. McDougall. And, um, but at that time I was eating nothing but fast food. And so switching from nothing but fast food to healthy 
maximum weight loss vegan style did not go well for me. And I ended up actually going to the 10 day program and was able to implement it better that way. Um, because I, it was, I was so far removed from eating anything healthy. I mean, I was like a lot of, I mean, AJ's a chef, so she was cooking healthy food, even though she was eating a lot of, you know, maybe unhealthy, you know, some unhealthy things, but um, I wasn't eating anything healthy. I mean, maybe the lettuce on my cheeseburger or something might've been the only healthy thing I was getting or the slice of tomato. And that was it because I was doing nothing but fast food meals three times a day, seven days a week. So. And for me, not having to track was exactly why this was successful for me because I'm way too busy to do, to, to stop and write down and weigh and measure my food. That, that is why this worked for me. Yeah. One of the big reasons for me. One thing I will say once in a while, once in a blue moon, I will put things into chronometer um, for like the day or maybe for two days just to see. And my protein is always like, it's like, you know, somewhere between 50 and 60 grams, you know, it's, it's fine. It's like, and I'm not even trying, you know, I'm not even trying, I'm just eating my food. And then I'm just like, oh, well, let me just see kind of where I'm at with this or that. And I'll put it in, you know, and every time I've done that, it's always come in like between 50. 60. So I don't, I just, well, our understanding of protein and vegetable sources for protein has changed so much in the decades since I stopped eating animals. I mean, at one point there was kind of a mix and match approach to protein. Um, Then, you know, there's the excessively high grams that are, you know, milligrams or grams that are recommended that we now realize are not necessary. Um, it just has changed so much and people don't realize how much protein there is in all vegetables almost and in some fruit actually. Um, And it all adds up and it doesn't matter whether you ate it in this meal or that day as, as a matter of fact, because our bodies work on, you know, using protein much longer after the meal we had this morning or yesterday for that matter. So our, our understanding of protein has changed a whole lot. Yeah. So guys, we've been going almost two hours and I know Susanna has family. So we're going to say goodbye in a minute. We're going to get some last thoughts from all of you, but I want to answer Florence's question. Do you have to have lost hundred pounds to be in the national weight control registry? I have kept off 75. Uh, absolutely not. National weight control registry. You have to be over 18, have lost 30 pounds and maintained it for a year. So please feel wow. free. Well, guys, thanks for doing this. Maybe we'll do it again. And um, just, I I know you have to go, Susanna, so in case it takes a little bit longer, let's start with you. Any parting thoughts or words of wisdom? Uh, I'm just, I am just so incredibly thankful for all of you ladies. I have become friends with all three of you and you are just a huge part of my life. I also want to thank everyone in the chat for uh, just being so engaged. It's just such a lovely place to rest and, and just be a part of this group. I've just, I've learned so much and it truly, it sounds hyperbolic, but it's truly changed my life. I was a very obese, very tired, huge woman laying on the couch all day. And this morning I woke at six 30 without my alarm. I've been going flat out all day. And now we've got 16 people um, 14 of them are my family downstairs and, and they've cooked dinner for us and it's just amazing. So thank you. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. And as they say, thank you for your service. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Jesse. 
you know, there are days when um, I will, let's say it's a premiere even, where I, I see the thumbnail, I see the subject heading and the guest. I don't know anything about the guest. And, you know, I may not even be feeling that interested or engaged, but almost without fail, I learn something. It's really, really enjoyable. And I always want more. Um, so I really feel that my parting words to everybody are stick with Chef AJ, because you're going to find the answer to your questions. Um, you know, stick with Chef AJ's program because it's going to get you where you want to go. That's it. Thank you. Thank you for your service. And Zena. <laughs> well, I kind of wanted to reiterate what uh, both these lovely ladies said, but yes, definitely stick. You know, a lot of people jump around, right? We've talked about this, AJ, before, like they'll try something for a few weeks or a month or two, and it's maybe they'll have some success or maybe they don't, and then they move to something else. And it's pick, you know, pick something. I would recommend picking AJ, but whatever. Pick, but pick something and stick with it and don't give up. Um, if something doesn't work, you know, six months down the line, okay, fine, look, tweak it or look for something else, but really give it an honest shake and be 100% objective with yourself. Um, because a lot of people think, oh, I'm doing it right. And then they're like, you know, when we'll look at some of their stuff, it's like, uh, not, you're really not, <laughs> but just keep learning and don't be, you know, don't beat yourself up. Um, like AJ said at the very beginning, you know, don't think of it as a failure. You just haven't succeeded yet. Um, it will, it will come. Just keep working at it. Keep learning. Keep growing. Um, you know, just do good things for yourself and for your loved ones and for the world. And um, I really enjoy every, you know, all these programs. I love meeting uh, folks in them. And um, AJ, you, you know, I, I adore you. And um, why I do, can't y'all live closer? I know, well, I know. You know, Susanna, who lives this is the thing you two, Jesse and <laughs> no. California, yeah. Susanna, who lives all the way in Canada, visits me more than either of you two. I know, well, you know, I used to see you all the time when you lived up in LA, but um, you know, you, then you kept moving further and further away from me, and it's like. Maybe it's I wanted, me. Vegan friends. I, wanted, I wanted to be in a large vegan community. Like I know, I know. That's there, what like, that's what's so cool about your community that's... now because you've got so many like-minded people there. I think we could all use that. So you move up here one day, maybe? You, you never know. You never know. <laughs> you can do it cheaper, cheaper, cheaper than where you <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you so much. Thank Merry you. Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Everyone. Thank you. Take care. Bye -bye. Everybody tomorrow, Bye. we hope. Bye, everybody. Good night.